Yesterday, as I finished the service, we had our midnight service here, and I got in the car, and the message of the Archbishop came on Light FM. So I've heard it now a few times, and it's a very interesting and very in-depth information. Every time I hear it, I seem to get something different. So if you get a chance, it's on Facebook, the Anglican Diocese. Have another listen. See what else may come up for you. As I was preparing for today's sermon, I was struggling. I really was. I was locking myself away at different times, three services in two, in two days, trying to come up with three different sermons. And there am I in the office, spinning the chair around, rocking my head, going, oh, Lord, help me. I, can't, I just can't seem to get anything coming into my head. And so I'm locked away in, in my study trying to figure things out. And then Violet comes and goes, come on, Dad, let's go do something. Let's go, let's go play. My daughter, Violet, who's asleep. And the sermon hasn't even started. It's pretty good, isn't it? And um, so she dragged me off and we started to play and I've still had the, the readings in my head processing in the background. And then I had this really strong epiphany and I know the season of epiphany starts next week, but I had this really strong epiphany about relationships. That our Lord Jesus comes as the light into the world to complete a relationship, to build a bridge between where God is and where we are. We have this word theophany and what it means, theophany is when God makes himself known to us in our world and if you look at the Old Testament there's various times when God comes into the world and shows heaven and you can see heaven in in the background and then the doors closed. In this reading, in this moment we see a theophany that now has no doors that are closing. God has come into the world and the door remains open. And Jesus moves between heaven and earth. And if even after his ascension, we see him coming to Paul and saying, Paul, why are you persecuting Saul at that time? Why are you persecuting my people? So Jesus moves between the world. The light has come into the world. And the darkness has not overcome it. And the light will be constantly present where we are. And so we deal with this relationship a relationship between us and God. And sometimes we can close ourselves off in a room and enjoy that relationship on our own. But as the, reading, as, as the reading speaks about different layers, one of the layers is John, where John came and told everyone about the Word, told everyone that the, world, that the Word was coming and that the Word was going to be amongst us. We can lock ourselves up with God and have a certain understanding and a certain limitation to that understanding. But our understanding of God and our understanding of what Jesus wants us to be doing as Christ-like people comes when we step out of that isolated space and go amongst people. It is only when we come across each other, when we speak to each other, when we nurture each other, when we sit with each other in the moments that we're dealing with difficulties, that we actually come to have a full and complete understanding of what Jesus is to us and to the world. And as the reading says, sometimes when we step out into the world, the world that did not know, the, Jesus created the world and the world did not know Jesus. So sometimes when we step out as Christians, we're going to be stepping out in environments where we're not going to be accepted. And even more so today, our, our idea of Christianity and our way of do, living our lives is 
not, not well accepted any longer. But yet, we carry the light of Jesus to say whether we're accepted or not. Jesus accepts us and we have a standard to live to. We have a way of living that says we love our Lord and God first and we love our neighbour as ourselves. We love our neighbour at the cost to ourselves. We love our neighbour in a costly way that says, I want you to get to heaven. Even if you have to be angry with me because I'm a Christian, even if you have to challenge me and my life as a Christian, I want you to challenge me. I want you to speak to me. I want you to find all the things that you think are wrong with Christianity so that I can speak to you about it. Because it is only in the process of giving testimony that people really find how the word of God moves in the world, how the word of God will move in their life. Relationships are key. Jesus came into the world to fulfill a relationship where we were outside of heaven and now we're not outside of heaven. We have one foot on the earth and one foot in heaven. And the second coming will, will happen and Jesus will come to take all of those who have called Christ their Lord and Saviour back into heaven, back to where he is. We are not alone in this. And the message of Christmas for me is that we have a duty and a responsibility to tell the people in the world that they are not alone, that the light has come into the world and the light as it was for me coming into my darkness and into my times of difficulty, into my time of being an atheist and saying, Lord, the God, Jesus doesn't exist. As the light came into those moments for me, so the light is available to everyone that comes into contact with God. And it is a powerful light. It is a light that brings warmth. It's not a light that burns. Some people will say that Jesus' light is about burning. It's like a bushfire, it cleanses. But even taking that, in, taking that passage in the, out of context can create problems. The light of God doesn't burn us. It burns the things around us. It burns the things that stop us from having a full and complete relationship with God. It gives us warmth, it nurtures us, and it gives us a direction, a point to look at, which is our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. I realised, the other realisation I had with Violet coming to get me and sitting with Jane and Mayer and just being amongst the family was that I was important to my family. I'm important to my children, I'm important to Jane. I'm important to those people that are around me. And if you think that you are not worth anything, have a think about the fact that Jesus thought we were so important that he came into the world. You have worth to God. God didn't simply ask us to leave Eden and then walk away from us. He has been constantly moving through our history, trying to bring us back to our Eden, trying to bring us back into relationship, into a full and complete relationship where we walk with the glory of God. And so we are very important. If sometimes we can, I know I've looked at this passage 
at theological college in English. I've looked at it in Greek and we've unpacked it as a very technical piece of work. But in its most simplest form, this is actually an incredible love letter. The Gospel of John is such a love letter for us that says the Word came into the world and was flesh because God loved us so much that he gave his Son. And at this point we didn't un- at this point of the Gospel we don't understand, but the costliness of Jesus coming into the world is his life. Love and loving people and bringing Christ to people is a costly experience at times. But we need to be prepared to wear the cost. We need to be prepared to speak into those moments and allow people to throw their anger at us or throw their, throw their opinions at us or to talk to us. But we do it with the fruit, showing the fruits of the Holy Spirit, care, compassion, self-control at different times. Because we, in our love, we love the person so much that we want to see them in heaven as much as ourselves. As we travel through Lent, we are reminded that as Jesus came once, so Jesus will come again. We have seen the reliability of God's word to send the Messiah to come to redeem the world. And Jesus' word was that he will come again. Jesus will come again. It is a completely reliable statement. And so we are called to prepare ourselves and to help others prepare for Jesus' coming. So if there is a blessing, if there is something that you can take from the service today, I ask you to take the light that you have with you today. I ask you to be the light in your situations today and moving forward. And Christmas is one of those things, it's like Father's Day or Mother's Day or whatever, whatever those special birthdays where we recognise someone in a particular way. But Mother's Day is Mother's Day every day. Christmas and the blessings we want to share and the Christmas spirit we want to give, sure, we recognise it today, but it is a spirit that we share every day. It is a spirit that we want to give to someone every single day. So if the season of Christmas is about renewals, renewed beginnings and renewed times, can we renew every single day afresh this year and just wake up with the Christmas spirit in our hearts, ready to share the spirit of joy and love and hope and peace to all the people that surround us each and every day as we move forward throughout the year. As I thought about this passage, it was also a a time of great humility for me. It reminded me that who I am and my journey in life is is not the story of my life, but my redemption in Christ is. And so without Jesus... I don't continue the story. I don't have a story to continue. So I'd like you to share that with people as you move throughout this year, as you move throughout your circumstances, that wherever they're at, if they feel lost or broken or not worthy, I'd I'd love you to share the idea that that's only a comma. It's not a full stop. 
because Jesus has overcome death and loves them and is present to them and will be there for them. So be the light this year. Be the light to those who might be sitting in the darkness, might be un- unwell or broken or feeling a bit lost. On, on the statistics would show one of the, one of the most awful statistics that I know of is that on Christmas Day, domestic violence goes through the roof. Presents aren't what people wanted. There's, uh, there's women and children enjoying Christmas, but there's also women and children having an awful time today. And so we need to pray. We need to find people in those situations and tell them that the light of Christ exists and that anger and, and suppressing others and oppressing others is not the way forward. And we also see that in the world where we have war and anger to, from one country to another or from one people to another that has crossed over generations. This is the light of Christ. It has come into the world. And the world might not know it, but while we are here, it is up to us to make sure that we are speaking into those moments and making sure that the world does know that the light of Christ is here and that it is ready to bring light and love into every situation. The Lord be with you.